the Lord is good and His mercy is everlasting. And I'm going to tell you what, whether there's a corona crisis or not, God is still good. And I'm so glad you've joined us this evening. Uh, we're going to continue our worship with an opportunity for our members to be able to bring their tithe and offering to the Lord. On the bottom of the screen, it's the different ways you can give. Uh, you just jot them down now and after the service is, you can pursue it. But I would encourage you the easiest way, just text 84321 and it's a safe and secure way that will guide you through the ability to do that. This weekend we have a very special weekend. It's Easter. First time in America's history Christians won't be formally gathering together, but yet we'll still be uh, doing a special live stream. We've planned it for Saturday night at 6, Sunday at 9 and 11. There'll be a special kids uh, message that you can find on, uh, uh, on the Kids Zone Facebook page. It'll be a wonderful celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I hope you'll invite friends to join you. Uh, you can share what we're sharing on social media or just give them a text. But that's going to be uh, this weekend. Now Friday, Good Friday, we'll be celebrating communion or the Lord's Supper at 12 o'clock. It'll be a pre-recorded live stream. Uh, we'll be joining together. You can do it right in your home. That's Friday at 12, a special communion. Let me remind you, uh, our Sunday drop-off, uh, we still had, we had one last weekend and we had between one and two, about 50 cars show up where people dropped off uh, non-perishable food items, baby supplies, pet food, those kind of things. And if you want to do plan for that as well, you can. I want to encourage you Wednesday nights at six o'clock, we have a kid's own service. Pastor Michael, of course, obviously, 6.30, you're here with us now. 7 o'clock, there's a youth service as well. And you can find that with Pastor Cole on Instagram or our Facebook pages here as well. You know, for you that with elementary age kids, all that Pastor Michael and Lyric are doing now, you can access and reaccess that anytime on our Facebook page. So it's a great opportunity to be able to connect with those kids. And that's my privilege to introduce our speaker this evening, my wife, Linnell. Uh, Linnell has a prophetic ability on her life. She's in demand all over the world. And last weekend, or week, she shared something that was profound from God's Word. And I sensed the hand of the Lord on it. And I want her to share that uh, with you now. So please welcome uh, my dear wife, uh, a woman of God who uh, is going to impact you greatly. God bless her. I want to tell you a story about a family that lived in Bethany. This was found in John 11. And this family had a great need. They were friends with Jesus. They had a relationship with them. They loved Jesus. Jesus loved them. But when they had this great need, Jesus didn't respond immediately and come to their aid. And I'm going to read you the story. But before I do, I wanted to tell you some of the things that I learned from reading the story about Lazarus and Mary and Martha. The first thing that I think is so important and is like the big picture of the whole story is if we choose to have faith in God and to trust Him, He re will reveal His power in our life. The last couple of weeks we've been reading through the book of John. So it was natural that I would read this story in John 11. And the points that I'm going to talk to you about tonight is that one, when we face difficulties, it is an opportunity for us to trust in God. Two, that God still loves us even when our prayers are not immediately answered. Three, God's power will be released in our life when our faith is tested. And lastly, this trouble is temporary, but the glory produced by this tribulation, this test, will last forever. 
Let's go into the book about Jesus and his friends at Bethany. John 11.1 1 says, A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. As you read the story, you understand that Jesus knew what he was doing. He purposely delayed his visit to them. He purposely delayed their call for help and he put it off, but there was a purpose in it. And that was so that the God would be glorified so that God's power would be revealed. Verse 14, Jesus told his disciples, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there because you know, you now have another opportunity to see who I am so that you will learn to trust in me. So my first point is when we face difficulties, it's an opportunity for us to trust in Jesus. When we are going through difficult times, we want God to answer our prayer right now. We're the instant generation. We want instant oatmeal. We want instant macaroni and cheese. We want everything to be instant right now. We want fast food. We don't want the crock pot food because that takes too long. But when it comes to our prayers being answered, often the answer is delayed and it's for a purpose. And we in turn, when Jesus doesn't answer our prayer, just like we want him to, when we want him to, we have to learn how to trust him that he's a good God, that he loves us, that he is a prayer answering God, that he has a bigger purpose in mind and that we can walk through this time with him. First Peter 1, 6-7 says, So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Mary and Martha both felt like Jesus had let them down. They both felt like if Jesus had really loved them, why did he delay coming to them when they were in need? When in verse 20 in John 11, when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary didn't go. She stayed in the house with all the grievers and mourners. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Well, it's interesting if you skip down to verse 32, when Mary finally came to Jesus, she said the same thing. Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. I can only imagine these two sisters were talking back and forth. They were rehearsing what they would say if Jesus ever did show up. They were saying, you know, if, if he really did love us, he would already be here. I mean, he healed the lame man. He healed the blind man. He did all these miracles for people he didn't even know. And look, he didn't even do anything for us in our greatest hour of need. Both sisters were disappointed. 
Both of them were grieving. Both of them were asking, where were you, Jesus, when I needed you the most? But yet, Mary still chose to trust Jesus. In verse 22, it's written, but even now I know, God, that you will give whatever you ask. Martha still chose to trust Jesus, still chose to believe. Yes, she was grieving. Yes, she was disappointed, but she chose to believe. And I want to encourage you today that you have to choose to believe. You have to choose to trust in God, even when you don't understand what's going on and what is happening around you. Also in verse 25, Jesus revealed himself to her. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. And then he asked Martha this question. Do you believe this, Martha? And she said, yes, Lord. I have always believed. I've always believed that you're the Messiah. I've always believed that you are the son of God and that you are the one who God sent into this world. Martha chose to trust even in her pain, in her disappointment, in the things that were she was experiencing. The second thing I wanted to say to you is God still loves us even when our prayers are not immediately answered. He has a greater purpose in mind than just our immediate relief from suffering. Jesus sent Martha to go get Mary. And in verse 28, Martha left to go get her sister and whispered to her, the master is here and he's asking for you. So when Mary heard this, she quickly went off to find him. Then verse 33 in the Passion Translation says, when Jesus looked at Mary and saw her weeping at his feet, and all his friends who were with her grieving, he shuddered with emotion and was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion. He said to them, where did you bury him? Lord, come with us and we'll show you, they replied. Then tears streaming down Jesus's face. He seen Jesus weeped. Many caused many of the mourners to say, look how much he loved Lazarus. Yet others said, isn't this the one who opens blind eyes? Why didn't he do something to keep Lazarus from dying? Then Jesus, with intense emotions, came to the tomb. When we go through difficult times, Jesus is standing at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. He cries when we cry. He, he rejoices when we rejoice. He mourns with us. He grieves with us. But there are times that he doesn't just give us everything we want, when we want it, how we want it. Sometimes he does delay. Sometimes he gives us a different answer than we wanted. But this one thing I know for sure, he loves us. He loves us and nothing can separate us from that love. We have to embrace that love. Just like Mary and Martha realized that Jesus loved them, even though their brother was dead, even though he didn't come when they called him, we have to trust in his love. The Bible says that God is love. That's, that's who he is. And I want to assure you today, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, God loves you. God cares about you. And you can rest assured in that love and you can trust him because he will take care of you. Third thing I wanted, I learned from this story was that God's power will be released in our life when our faith 
is tested. Oof, we don't like that word tested. Who likes to take a test? Today, my college student from home, of course, because universities are closed, had to take a big test. And it was not an easy test, a physics test. And it was hard to do online because all she had was some PowerPoints. She didn't have a professor teaching her. And she was trying to take her test. It was a two-hour test. It was early in the morning. And she was stressed. She didn't know if she passed or failed. She didn't know how she did. But this I know is that our faith is often tested. And testing's not a bad thing. Testing is a good thing. When a doctor or a lawyer who has studied in school or a nurse or a teacher, before they can actually become fully vetted in their field, they have to take a test and they have to pass it. Listen to what James 1, 2 through 4 says. When it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Tests help our faith to go stronger. Tests causes power to well up inside of us. And when we pass the test, we are vetted and we can stand strong in the future when other trials and tribulations come our way. I mean, Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. We can rely on Jesus because he, we can trust him because we know he loves us, that he will walk us through this test. And listen, I can tell you from firsthand experience that even though Jesus didn't answer my prayer like I wanted him to, even though he didn't do what I wanted him to do the way I wanted him to do it and in the time I wanted him to do it, I learned that I could trust him through that process. When I was diagnosed with cancer, I had a lot of faith. I had faith that God could heal me like that. I had faith that the next time the doctors tested me, there would be no cancer, that, that I would not have to have surgery and definitely not chemo and definitely not radi radiation, that it would just be over and done with. I had great faith, but I had to learn to trust God and walk through the surgery, the pain, the chemo, losing my hair, losing my breasts, losing so much, a year of my life. And what God wanted me to do was trust him. And what I can tell you about the test I went through is that I came out stronger. I came out with more faith and with more power to believe God for miracles. I came out with a great testimony because I chose to pass the test and I chose to trust and rely on God. Let me tell you what happened in Mary and Martha's life after their test. Verse 39 in John 11, Jesus told them, roll away the stone. Martha said, but it's been four days and Lazarus' body is decomposing, it stinks. But Jesus looked at her and said, didn't I tell you that if you will believe in me, you will see God unveil his power? So they rolled away the heavy stone. Jesus gazed into heaven and said, Father, thank you that you've heard my prayer for you listen to every word I speak now so that these who stand here will 
believe that you have sent me to the earth as your messenger. I will use the power you have given me. Then with a loud voice, Jesus shouted with authority, Lazarus, come out of that tomb. And then in front of everyone, Lazarus, who had died four days early, slowly hobbled out. He still had on his grave clothes and he was tightly wrapped around his hands and feet and covering his face. Jesus said, unwrap them and let him loose. From that day forward, many of those who had come to visit Mary believed in him for they had seen with their own eyes this amazing miracle. We just want the pain to go away. We just want our miracle right now our timing, our way. We, you know, kind of like the Burger King saying, I want it my way. But that's not the way it always works in God's kingdom. Sometimes we have to wait. Sometimes it's delayed. Sometimes it's a different answer than we had hoped for. But what I know is that if we will pass the test, we will go to a new level in our faith. We will go to have more power, more authority, more anointing in our life. And the last thing I learned from this story is this trouble is temporary, but the glory produced will last forever. Second Corinthians 4, 17 and 18 says, for our present troubles are small, won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Our troubles are temporary. And what we have to do in verse 18 is we have to fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. We've got to fix our eyes on Jesus for the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. When we don't understand what God is doing, we have to trust. We need to determine that no matter what, whether he answers our prayer the way I want him to or when I want him to do it, that we have to know he loves us and that he cares about us, and that he'll be with us through this difficult time. We need to pass the test. We need to allow our faith to go deeper so that we can grow stronger. And lastly, we need to remember that this is temporary, but God's glory is eternal. And if we choose to have faith in God and to trust him, he will reveal his power in our life. I want to close by praying for you. Lord, I just pray for everyone that I'm, that's listening to me right now, that you would help them to know that they can trust you, that you're a good God, you're a faithful God, you're a kind God, you're a loving God, that they will know, Lord, that you love them and that you will never leave them or forsake them and that nothing can separate them from your love. And Lord, I pray that as they embrace your love, that they will be able to pass this test of their faith and that when they come out on the other side, they'll be stronger, they'll be wiser, they'll be more mature, they will be lacking nothing and that, Lord, they will be able to do miracles, that they will be able to believe for miracles, that they will be able to see your hand work in other people's lives and with the comfort you gave them, they will be able to comfort others. I pray that they will be stronger because they chose to trust you. And Lord, when we choose to have faith in you and to trust in you, you will reveal your power in our life. And I had titled this message, Faith Plus Trust Equals Power. I pray that you will be blessed today. I love you all. God bless you.